in the studio, clowning with my kinfolk Feeling like a million bucks even though we been broke Shit we been broke, doesn't mean we give up May have lost some ground, best believe we catching up Hot's going up, we've always been the long shot So you'll get your money's worth from the team that I got Doesn't matter how you start the race, it's how you finish Right, they're really gonna hate us when we're first across the finish line Hey. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Times Podcast. As always, I am your host, Times, and as always, I want to thank you for taking the time to give me a few minutes of your day. If you're new here, what's up? Glad you took the time to listen. My hope is that I can entertain you enough to where you want to keep coming back, and you might tell a few friends about the podcast while you're at it. So if I'm able to do that, hopefully you'll help me out with that. Over the last four Paranormal Times episodes, I've told you about a few crazy events that have happened in my life. Today I'm going to tell you about the first event that took place to where one of my children actually scared the hell out of me. And some may argue that this shouldn't have scared me at all, but you had to be there. I mean, maybe other people would see this in a different light, but... Well, I'll just explain the story to you guys a little bit later. If you want to contact me in any way, shape, or form over anything, it doesn't matter what it is, I'm open to all discussions, any kind of crazy stories, or if you just need somebody to talk to, please email me at timespodcast at gmail.com. That's T-Y-M-E-Z podcast at gmail.com. Again, if you are struggling and you're having trouble reaching out, it doesn't have to be me, but there are people that care about you. Whether you believe that right now or not, there truly are people that care about you. So reach out to family, reach out to your closest friends. You know there are people in your life that'll take time to listen. And even if you feel like nobody in your family would listen, or you don't have that friend that you can depend on, there are helplines Uh, There are other ways to get in touch with people that will be more than willing to help you and you're worth getting the help that you need. So please reach out to somebody and let them help you deal with whatever it is that you have going on. So as always, before we jump right into a Paranormal Times story, we got a little thing here called Quick and Crazy where I tell you guys a quick and crazy story for the day. And today is not going to be any different as it comes to that. And this time I do bring a little bit of a Halloween vibe with my quick and crazy story. This is coming from news.sky.com. And the headline reads, Clowns stalking village streets and leaving residents terrified dares police to catch them. So I thought this was pretty interesting because we right here in my city have had our little run-ins with people who like to dress up like clowns and hide in the woods and act a little crazy from time to time, uh, scaring the hell out of people. And when I seen this story, it's, it's really similar. This actually is going on in a Scottish village. So another name I'll probably butcher as we go along, but we're going to give the whole story a shot. Here we go. A clown who has reportedly been stalking the streets of a Scottish village 
has issued a message to the media and dared the police to catch them. The person, wearing a Pennywise-style outfit, has allegedly been leaving red balloons around Skelmorley in North Ayrshire. That's about as close as I'm going to get. Pictures and videos of the clown posing around darkened streets have also reportedly been uploaded and then deleted from social media. A Facebook account from the Skillmorley Clown has been set up with the name Cole Des Moines. In response to news reports that they had left locals terrified, the clown uploaded a message to the media during the early hours of Thursday morning. In a rhyming video, they said, Well, 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 I've made the news again. Should I smile for the camera with my hideous grin? The Facebook profile says the character studied at clown school and lives in Skillmorley. In response to a local who said the clown had deleted previous posts because they were getting too much heat, they said, what a stupid thing to say. Pennywise, the dancing clown, is the main antagonist in Stephen King's It. The character stalks the streets of Derry in Maine, where he kills children roughly every 27 years. The 1986 novel was made into a two-part miniseries in 1990 with Tim Curry in the role. Bill Skarsgård then played the villain in the Hollywood adaptations in 2017 and 2019. I've seen all of them, and personally, I'm always going to go back to Tim Curry. And Tim Curry will always be it to me, and that's just where I'm at. Some people may think differently, but... Police was said to be aware of the clown's post, but when contacted by Sky News, a fourth spokesman said police have not received any reports. The clown, who seemingly first appeared in the village in 2021, said, Do you think that I care? They have to catch me first anyways, and yes, that's a dare. So this clown loves to speak in rhymes. By the way, 2021, I think that was about the time the whole clown issue happened here as well. So this must have just been something everybody ran with. Quote, they called me a killer clown. Why don't you leave the jokes to me? The only thing that's dying is your credibility. Calling out the journalists who have covered the story, the clown added, this clown doesn't want fame, glory, or gold. He just wants to play in this so-called sleepy town. So come and join in and learn to fear the Skelmorley clown. In response to the video, one Facebook user wrote, Out of all the clowns in this village, he's the best. Another added, Brilliant. Love it every year. Please don't stop. Another person also told the clown to never stop, adding, we were out the other night in Skelmorley, hoping to bump into you. So I think the whole clown issue that we were having here a few years back has kind of died down. Haven't really heard anything about it over the last couple of years. I could be wrong, but it seems like this clown is dedicated to the cause. So he's going to stick with the game plan and continue being a thorn in the side of Scottish police and everything else. Although it sounds like he's just out having, it sounds like he's just out having a good time. Honestly, he's not really hurting anybody. Like looking back, I can't really 
think off the top of my head of anything, these quote-unquote clown sightings uh, here in my neck of the woods, I can't think of anything negative that came out of that. Just that people were seeing clowns in dark places behind trees and just kind of, as they're driving past or snapping pictures of just guys standing in clown costumes in really odd places that would kind of freak somebody out. But I really don't think anything other than that really came out of that either. So honestly, it's that time of year and some people take their Halloween to the next level. It's just what it is. As long as nobody ends up getting hurt in the end, I think that's all that really matters. But that is your quick and crazy story. And I'll be right back with your paranormal times. So to tell this story, I have to talk about one of the worst days of my life. And it's something that I don't talk about often. On May 19th, 2005, I lost my dad to lung cancer. And I gave him a shout out on one of the quick and crazy episodes the other day because his birthday was actually October 9th. And this was <clears throat> this was a tough time for me because I've always always felt that my dad was raising me to become the person to kind of take over things when he was no longer here. When he passed, I kind of bottled everything up emotion-wise because I felt like I had to be there for the rest of the family. So I never really took the time to go through the entire grieving process. It's just something that, you know, you kind of throw to the back of your mind and say you just got to keep going and you just got to deal with that. But like they always say about family members when they pass, they'll find some way to let you know that they're okay. So my dad passed away in my parents' house and I was talking to family as we were waiting for the coroner to come pick his body up and a family member had given me some advice and say, hey, if you want him to send you a sign, ask him because typically they'll try to get a sign to you to let you know that they're okay. And they gave me some ideas and... I don't I didn't have any idea so I just went with what they had. So I went in and I bent down next to his body next to his ear and I said, "Dad, I don't know if you can hear me, but if you can, I need to know that you're okay." So, here's what I need. Dimes because this person spoke highly about change and dimes and stuff like that and butterflies because this person also spoke highly on butterflies. So these were the two things that I asked for. Shortly after that, the coroner comes, picks his body up, and we're back in the house with my mom, and I'm sitting there with uh, my wife now, and we're all sitting on my mother's bed at the time because my dad had his hospital bed in there. And I go to get up, off the bed for a second and I turn around and right there where I was sitting at are three dimes and 
I don't know if they were there beforehand. I, I don't know. I don't even know how the hell this works. All I know is that at that point, I'm going, wow. I asked for dimes and I got dimes. So now we're moving on to butterflies. And of course, this should be relatively easy. Like I said, he passed away May 19th. So we're on, we're coming up on the summer months and everything else. So shouldn't be too hard to notice a butterfly out in public somewhere and be like, there, there it is. So we're getting everything ready for the funeral and I had to figure out something to bury him in. Something that I thought he would be proud of. And thankfully, my wife's uncle gave me a suit that that they were about the same size. And he gave me a suit that he would be able to wear. And I had to go pick the suit up from their house. So I get to the house and I'm knocking on the door. And they tell me, hold on a second. You know, I had to put the dogs up or I'm not exactly sure what it was. But as I'm waiting for them to come to the door, I look down in their garden right next to their steps. And they have the, what are they called? The little garden plates that, you know, you kind of set around uh, your flowers and everything else. I I don't know. I was, we're just going to keep moving past and these designs were butterflies. Now again, it wasn't the fact that it was just there's the butterflies. Just it was something that typically I would never notice. And I just happened to look down and there's a butterfly on this plate staring at me. It's not a physical butterfly. So I don't know if that counts or not. In that situation, but given the moment and given the reason that I was at their house, I took that as my second sign. But neither one of those signs come close to what happened a month after my dad had passed away. My second oldest daughter was about nine months old. All she knows today of my dad is the pictures that she has. But about a month after he passed away, she did something that to this day I will never be able to explain. And in one quick moment, she had me sitting on my couch, staring at a wall for the rest of the night. For you to understand this story, you'd have to understand that me and my wife have been together for what's growing on 21 years now, even though we've only been married for about five, now growing on six. So she dealt with a lot of my shit for a long time. But we had an apartment and that we moved out of that apartment, moved into the house that we were living in at the moment that my dad passed away. One thing that we were never great about and this plays this is very important to the story itself is we were never great at hanging pictures so how you walk into somebody's house and there's pictures all over the damn place of family and the walls are covered with family and portraits and other just design type pictures yeah we're not that family as as i sit here and 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 make this episode right now two rooms 
not room, sorry, the hallway that is technically behind me right now. If I was to walk out in that hallway, there is literally not a picture on the wall. And we've been in this house for over two years now. Not a picture on the wall. I don't know why that is. I put that off on her because she's the uh, uh, interior decorator. But um, it's just it's just what it is. And it's important to the story because on this night, we were trying to get Jade, our, our 10-month-old, we were trying to get her to go to sleep. And we were all laying in the bed together. Well, mom was trying to get her to go to sleep. Dad was tickling her and goofing off and playing, doing whatever he could to make her laugh, which was the furthest thing from trying to get her to go to sleep. But then she stopped for a second and she stared at the corner of a wall in our bedroom. And she sat up and she lifted her little finger up and she pointed to a blank wall in the corner of the room and just said, Peepaw, Peepaw, with the biggest smile on her face. There's nothing over there that she could have looked at that would have made her think of her Peepaw at the time. When I tell you that I sat up and I turned and looked at that corner, I didn't know what to think. But I knew the whole dimes and butterfly thing had gone out the window. Because at that point in time, there was no doubt in my mind that this child was seeing her people. And again, the thing that makes these type of stories so noteworthy to me is that my wife was right there and watched her do it. We turned and looked at each other, and I'm pretty sure all the color had come out of us. And you would think... In that moment, I would have been overjoyed. Like I asked for a sign. I don't think you get a better sign than that one. But for whatever reason, it had to come through my daughter. And we all know the story goes that children have this in-tuned ability So it doesn't surprise me. But in that moment, I got myself up out of that bed and I walked down the hallway of my house and I sat down on the couch. And I don't know, like I can't remember now. I don't remember what real emotion I was going through at the time. I just remember sitting there blankly. And I don't think I moved for the rest of the night. That's how real that moment was to me. Now, my wife, you'll find out in some later stories that (laughs) my wife will sleep through anything. Like she probably watched this whole thing happen and was like, damn, that's crazy. I see y'all in the morning. Like you'll find out later that that's how she, that's how she does. But if you could see her face, and seeing her point to a completely blank wall up in the air, like not straight out. Like she's pointing to where 
the two walls meet at and the ceiling meets at. Like she's pointing up. If you could have seen her face as she's saying, Peepaw, Peepaw, as if she's trying to tell me, look, Daddy, Peepaw, he's right there, Peepaw. I was just blown away. But having said that, that is your Paranormal Times for this week. And I hope you guys like this story. This story to me is quite possibly the most unexplainable story that I have. Now coming up, we go from paranormal events to what could possibly be the most haunted house that I've ever lived in. But we'll talk about that next week. If you like what you've heard so far and you think somebody else might be interested in the story, please share it with them. At this point, I'm not doing any kind of advertising for the show, so everything's organic. Everything is completely word of mouth. If you have an opportunity, please leave me a five-star review. All these things help to get the podcast in front of more people, and I'd greatly appreciate it. But with that being said, let me remind you, that you are so worth it. You just have to see it. I hope you guys have a great week, and I will talk to you guys with another Paranormal Times next week. In the studio, clowning with my kinfolk, feeling like a million bucks even though we been broke. Shit, we been broke, doesn't mean we give up. May have lost some ground, best believe we catching up. Hot's going up, we've always been the long shot. So you'll get your money's worth from the team that I got. Doesn't matter how you start the race, it's how you finish. Right, they're really gonna hate us when we're first across the finish line. Hey.